Hello everyone, this is The Shuffle Bus, and I'm your host, Jesse Bergman. As always, I have my friend and co-host, Neil Molman, joining me today. This is episode 10. Oh boy. And boy, do we... I know, right? Double digits. And we are ready to talk about Titan Masters Attack. So, hi Neil, how's it going, man? It's good. It's good. Episode good. 10, we had some some sweet spoilers. Yeah, Titan Masters Attack. What an amazing new concept for the Transformers trading card game. Uh, honestly, I am not a huge lore person, so I didn't even know really that swapping heads on bots was a thing. Were you aware of it? Not really, but like, I'm aware of the, like, COG, for instance, is a part of Fortress Maximus somehow. Uh,. So they've had like those characters before. It's you know the it's a kind of the same thing as the combiners where they just like they all kind of fit together and do wacky stuff. Like you can only turn into a plane so many times before you like want to do something cooler. <laughs> right, right. No, I agree. And you know what? I think it's really cool. Right, like this is something kind of treading into new territory. We we probably at least I can say I've never seen a trading card game that has. Such a dynamic sort of board state that gets developed by something like a headmaster, right? We're, we're talking about uh, your starting team being one thing, and then at some point, it turns into something else. Right. It's it's almost like, like reverse combiners, where before we had, you know, a pile of dudes that at some point in the game became one big thing, and now we're kind of like we have a bigger thing that, like, splits in half. As the game goes on. Yeah, for sure. And you know what I think is really cool about that is exactly how you said that reverse combiners. I hadn't really thought about it in that way until you just said it. And it makes total sense. And and the other element of this that is really cool is that unlike the combiners, they mix and match. Yeah, for sure. Right. Like this, the, there's just so many possibilities with these heads and these bodies and uh, how that all works. So let's let's talk about let's just establish some baselines for our listeners today that maybe don't know this. Right. If if you guys are listening to us and somehow haven't already figured out like how these Titan Masters work, uh, we'll explain it to you. Um, the Titan Master is is a little tiny guy, and he's got a bot mode and a head mode, and the head mode starts in play as a buff to a body of a different bot. And these, these bots that are just bodies, they have a bot mode and an alt mode, like a regular bot. Um, they, they actually don't have a bot mode to correct you just, just so we don't, or it's, it's body mode, right? Sorry. Correct. Yeah. That, and that can be important for sure. Yeah. I, I apologize that I use the wrong term. It's, it's their other side from their alt mode and it looks like a bot but it doesn't have a head. It's got like a space on the picture at the top where you can put the head. So they look like a complete bot. Um, but all these little Titan masters have like, like plus five health or bold two or focus one or whatever. And they add that buff to the bot that they're attached to. And they start in play that way. And uh, when you calculate the starting stars for your team, you take the stars for the, body bot and the stars for the titan master the head and add them together yep no you're absolutely right and and i think the you know you summed it up very well 
Uh, one thing to add to that conversation is just that the total combined star costs of the alt mode, body mode, and the Titan Master, the head mode, uh, is the combined is the total star cost of that. So if we have a eight star body and a two star head, the total combined star cost of that particular character on your starting team is ten. So obviously, when the heads decouple, we're not like getting a, a second copy of something amazing like uh, you know like a, a you know a bumblebee you know trusted lieutenant or or something of that nature. Instead, what we're getting is uh, kind of a, a, a weaker version of what we saw in wave four with the four star you know patrol guys right right they're just they're they're just little men you know they're all like two to four stars and uh they'll they're all like like five health is like the biggest one four attack is like the biggest one but they get left over after the larger combined version has been KO'd, you get this little guy left over, which is interesting. It, it really like, it changes the dynamic of how, you know, your turns play out. The The game up to this point is very, the, the attack sequence is pretty scripted where, you know, the only thing that really kind of like breaks, like if you have four bots, I have two bots or whatever, I'm going to attack, you're going to attack, I'm going to attack, you're going to attack three times. Like, we just know that's what's going to happen unless somebody plays, like, a ready fraction or something. Um, now, we get into this situation where, you know, maybe you attack me, like, with your three guys. Like, in that situation, if I have a, a body and a head, and you attack me with your three guys and kill it, I'm going to get this little guy back untapped and attack you. Right. And it, and it could be meaningful. Right. In that situation, it might even be bad for me because then you would get the wheel. <laughs> Right, like right. <laughs> and what's really what's really interesting about all of that is the the also the wave for four star bots, uh, you know, have have kind of opened our eyes a little bit to how aggressive strategies with s- small star count bots are still very viable, and it it seems to me like this is kind of playing off of that idea, but it also becomes something where your opponent has a much more difficult time dealing with this little head that pops off at some point and and the timing on that becomes super critical right like if you do that in an inopportune moment that could be the end of your day how many times have we seen games come down to you miss by one right and that miss by one now with a head mode means that the counter swing leaves you with a head to finish the game off and win I, I, I just man I'm just you know the more I think about Titan Masters attack and the more I think about what this might mean for competitive play I actually think this will have a larger impact on the competitive meta than than the Wave 2 Rise of Combiner set had. Because like you said, it's not something we're building up to. It's something that kind of decouples as we uh, develop uh, the game. Right. It's A lot of the guys on their own are pretty good, right? Like, like we're, we're talking about like guys that are between the 9 and 11 star range. Um when you have the body and the head and uh, like that's kind of a slot that right now is a little awkward where there's like wave three Optimus is good at 11, but the other ones like, I guess wave one wheeljack is pretty good, but just that spot, the nine to 11 star bots are just, they don't fit in the current meta very well. 
Um, and maybe this will change that where we have these guys that, you know, they have pretty good stats. Um, they have pretty good abilities and it's just, it's really hard to even judge, you know, what the left behind head guy does. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree. I, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, when we were getting ready for wave four, obviously it was leading into EI and, uh, obviously, we were as spoilers were dropping. We were proxy printing a lot of cards to try to get in front of the meta as much as possible because there was such a short window from the the full release of Wave Four and, and the Energon Invitational. So, as competitive players, we were going, man, we're going to have to get in front of this because we also have full time jobs and life so that go beyond being able to just play Transformers. Is unfortunately this isn't our living, right? So, um, from that perspective, I. I think we have more time with Titan Masters Attack, which is great. But I also kind of like I'm kind of excited to try it. So it's like getting to this point where I'm like, man, do I start building some proxies and started playing just to see how this works? I mean, they look fun, right? Like they they look cool. I really like the art style. Like the the War for Cybertron, like the siege stuff, was very cool. Uh, just like aesthetically cool, but it wasn't as pleasing for me as a Transformers fan, because I like the, like the gen one style. And these are a lot closer to that. I just, I just really like the art on a lot of these cards. Um, like the first one we're going to talk about is, uh, the big boy fortress. And, uh, I just, I think he looks so awesome. Yeah. I mean, first off, I, I want to say one thing before we jump any further. I think we're going to focus on the bots on this episode. If we have time, we'll get into stratagems and battle cards. Uh, otherwise, we'll talk about stratagems and battle cards in a future episode. But I but I just want to make one final comment before we dive into the mechanics and start talking about individual cards. And let me just say, the art on this set, oh my gosh, man. Like Everything I've seen so far, I'm just like... This game is starting to look so awesome. And you're starting to see some significant artists that have been involved in things like Magic and other places uh, be really part of the um, of this game. And, and to be honest, uh, we, you and I, have made a, a card game in the past. And we used a partner called Gunship Revolution. And they've actually been contracted on some of this game yeah, as well. So cool. it's been really cool to see Gunship's artists and some of the people that we've worked with in the past personally get to kind of bring their works of life right? Uh, you know, to life in a much bigger enterprise than what we could have ever provided them. In, in general, like, I think that the art in this set, like, while we're on the subject, is simpler uh, than, like, the... Um, the siege stuff, the siege stuff is very intricate. It's like, you know, super futuristic. -y. Uh, the Netflix series comes out in two months, um, in that same siege line. And I'm excited to watch. It. I think it looks really cool, but I just, I really like these simpler, like older style transformers and, and specifically like the bright colors because siege was so dark, right? It's a cleaner design. Yeah, D Siege was a dark line. I mean, Optimus's colors are muted, right? I mean, there's just a whole bunch of stuff going on there. Yeah, everything was really, really dark. But, like, when you look at, like, the picture of Fortress Maximus, it's just, like, these bright red and blues. And it's it's just awesome. I'm I'll, I'm very excited. <laughs> me, me too. So so let's jump in. Let's not, uh, let's not spend any more time, um, you know, enamored with the art as we are. Uh, I still wish they would find a way to get the artist's credits on the card because I think that would make 
all of our lives easier. There are some people out on Twitter that are in the process of building credit lists for the artwork. And I think that's super awesome, but uh, it would be great to be able to, you know, start to follow some of these artists and, you know, Watsy, let's, let's figure that out. Come on. Let's, let's figure out how we can credit the artists on these cards because they are incredible. And I know not all of them are done by one person. Sometimes the line arts done by one and the colors are done by another. And I, I know that's how some of it's being done, but I, I think that, uh, it, it's, it's something that's owed or, or at least at the very least, can we, can we put it in some sort of online repository from, from them? You know, that way we can, we can, you know, again, create some followership to some of these artists because they're just doing amazing things and who doesn't want super sweet transformers art? Yeah, it's, it's cool. All right. So Fortress Max. Right. So, so we just talked about how. The new Titan Masters are little head guys that go on a regular size guy. And Fortress Maximus is the next buy box promo. And he's a big giant. One of one of them. Right, one of them. Uh, he's a little head guy that goes on a normal size head guy. And the normal size head guy goes on a big giant Metroplex guy. And <laughs> yeah, so, so Titan. Yeah. We're, we're deep down the rabbit hole. and uh, But he's awesome, right? Like. Fortress Maximus is a character that, you know, everybody loves. Um, and he just he just looks so awesome. He's got eight power on both sides, which yep. is obviously I mean, very good. Yeah, right. I mean, like, we're talking about some of the best attackers in this game ever have capped at eight. It seems to be that seems to be the ceiling. And the combination of the three guys uh, is 25 stars, just like the Metroplex and just like uh, Triptychon was 24 plus his star card. Um, you have to play the middle-sized guy, Cerebros, uh, as the head for the Titan. But then you can actually swap out the Emissary, the head for the Cerebros with any of the Titan Masters. Um, so you could actually get in at 23 or 24 stars if you wanted those extra stars, if you didn't use emissary and you used one of the smaller other Titan masters, but for the for the purpose of this, we'll talk about them as a, a set of three. So let's talk about what Fort Ma- Fort Max does on his own without the the two other heads, because I think the two heads complicate things. And and right, <laughs> they they will we'll, we'll talk about them when we get to them. But uh, so eight power on both sides. He has fifteen health, which for you know, your Titan, your 25-star team, it seems low, but then you have to take into account the health of the other guys. So, t- total, it's it's 20... 27. Total is 27. So, it's a little low for a 25-star bot, right? Like, like when we look at Metroplex, I think Metroplex is 35? Is that am I right on Metroplex? Sorry, everybody, I wasn't prepared for, to talk about Metroplex. I should have been. Uh, let me look him up. I don't know what it is off my head because I've never really played that guy, but uh, it's more than 27. <laughs> Metroplex is 35. I was right. Yep. Metroplex is 35. You got Trypticon that I think was right around that as well. But, you know, Trypticon was, as far as I know, unplayable in the constructive format. Metroplex has been fringe playable a couple times. Um, I don't know that this guy will be good. Uh, we're, we're in a situation where like one tall is a part of the meta, I guess, with like the Jetfire or Galaxy Optimus thrust decks. Um, 
though those decks attack for a lot more than this guy. So yeah, I think I think this is an interesting question, and I I, I think I don't I'm not ready to to stand up on top of a pedestal and say Fort Max will be you know tier one competitive viable, but boy is he cool, and you know we like cool around here too. So right, and he's he's the one that I of the three of the giant guys because we don't even count the Omega Supreme. Uh, like the old one, but uh, of the three 25 star Titans, like this is the one that I'm most excited to play. He just seems cool in the other ones because he's 815-2 on both sides uh, of the Titan mode. His alt mode says when this defends and you flip at least white-blue, do one damage to the attacker. Eh, right? Like, just eh. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean... Have you ever played Backfire, like even in Limited? I played Backfire a couple of times in Limited. It's it's surprising how sometimes that one or two damage can be a real difference breaker. So I'm 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 not ready to discount this, but I'm also not ready to say this is the most amazing ability ever. Right. right. It's better than not having words on it. Like it's not a bad ability. Like it's it's not an ability that does nothing. Um especially when you take into account that like his other forms want you to have multiple colors of uh battle flips so like you might have the white blue anyway like it's just it's just extra you know yeah you're exactly right and and depending on how how you configure heads when we get to that part of it you may have room for uh some star cards that could help both both sides of his ability and it does turn on um the the bold four uh for titans it's a blue pip card uh, so, I mean, I think, I think, you know, you, you, you might be playing some blue anyways in this deck, even if you were trying to play a more aggressively slanted, just because that, that bold four Titan pump card is, is pretty good. I can't think of what it's called right now either. Again, I, I'm not a, I'm not the Metroplex expert or a Trypticon expert. So, uh, I, I apologize for not knowing the names of these cards off the top of my head. Yeah. It just like your Titan gets bold four this turn. Yeah. Um, so we should take into account that the Cerebros gives Fortress Maximus uh, bold one and tough one. So on this side, he will he will have bold one and tough one as well, which will help you hit, fl- hit those extra flips if you're trying to turn that ability on. Um, but the the other side is the cool side. Like usual, the bot side is the cool side. Um, again, eight fifteen two B- body side. We're gonna, I gotta I gotta I'm gonna keep working on you, man. No, That's the body I'm never side. gonna body say side. it now. Body side. <laughs> It's the no, body it, side for all those. Because Dan Arnold's going to send me a message that goes, will you correct Neil? He's still getting it wrong. No. Yes, you are. I'm I'm not changing now. So, uh, in this mode, he's 8-15-2. Uh, when it attacks, you flip at least orange-black, deal two damage to each enemy, and flip to alt mode after the battle. So, that's, that's sweet, right? Like, like, this is an ability that you want to trigger. Just Absolutely. two damage each enemy. I mean, that's a lot. Like, so if I can trigger this with some effectiveness or some some sort of consistency, we're we're double armed hovercrafting every turn. I mean, in what world is? I mean, I guess there's only one world where that's not good, and that's up against another one tall. Right. So it's it's interesting because, like, you don't know. Like, you'll get this off once probably. Like, if you're playing. If I'm playing Fortress Maximus and you're playing four white aggro, like we're for sure getting this off once. So it's going to do eight damage to you 
or six damage or three wide or whatever. Now, will he be able to survive to trigger it again? We don't know, right? Like, uh, I'm gonna say no, but I mean, I guess there's there's opportunity. I mean, maybe a card like this puts force field back into the meta in some way. Um, and it's interesting that he like, like the problem is that it wants you to flip orange black, right? So if you're playing like one tall defensive deck, you don't want these orange blacks in your deck. <laughs> so like you want them to be aggressive and then you probably won't survive to do it again, but maybe you're crushing them because you attacked for a thousand. Um, but it's interesting to me that not only does he, he like attacks and does the cool offensive ability, but he automatically flips himself back to the other mode where you can trigger the defender ability. So I think a lot of what I would be looking at in a deck like this, and he's not a leader, but he is an Autobot. So I would still be looking at trying to get like the orange blues, like matrixes and rollouts into the deck, because that gives me at least half of the equation on both sides. Right. And then if I'm playing blue blacks in the deck, which we, I mean, as we get into battle cards in either this episode or later episodes, I'm guessing later episodes at this point, since we're spending so much time on Fort Max, uh, you would get to a point where you're probably going to trigger both sides with some consistency. I mean, you, you probably can get there, uh, especially with the bold one. Bold one is going to let you see an extra card every flip. So if we're playing this in, in some sort of capacity... It, it just may be possible. Right. It may be possible it's, to build a true mix pip list that can do it's this. It's interesting. It, it's, like you'll, I think it's obvious that you could do one or the other, right? Like you could make it consistent to, to do one or the other. It would be more difficult to make it do both, I think. But with the bold one, tough one, it's, uh, it makes it better. You know, having the white blue is interesting because like, like let's say you're orange slanted. So you're more often going to hit orange black, but like, if you hit a white, you're more, you see more of them. So like, maybe you'll hit your, like, like you said, like your runner blues, like your orange blues or something. Um, but I don't know. He's, he's just really cool. He's really big. And then he leaves behind like another reasonable guy. Like, yeah. Who, well, we can talk about now. Like, you know, even if you kill him, like, like, let's say we're doing the, like you're four wide and I'm one tall fortress and I attack you and I like two damage all your guys and you swing back here four times and kill him. Well, then I get this Cerebros untapped <laughs> to smash you with. And he's like, no joke. Right. He's, he's a, so Cerebros, we're just going to assume you're going to play Emissary as the head. Cause that's the, that's the way they decide it. But certainly this goes back to the, just the, the infinite potential variations of decks that can exist with heads at this point. Um, but so Cerebros is going to get you uh, a six attack bot body with eight health and one defense. And he's got, uh, with his head, the, the emissary head gives a focus to, to Cerebros. So again, if we're playing that mixed list, this is almost perfect. Once we see Fort Max fall off, because I mean, we've, we've certainly all experimented a little bit. I know Neil, you actually played qualifying EIQ qualifying, um, with the general optimus prime that was a mixed pip list that had the focus value of just one from general optimus and we knew that that was pretty solid now this clearly i'm not saying cerebros is general optimus i want to be really clear on that right we know focus is a good ability like at there were uh there have been like sites in 
top eights of recent things, right? Like, and sites, mm-hmm. you know, gives focus too. And so we, we know that ability is good. Uh, so this, you just like get left over with a six power, bold one, tough one, focus two guy <laughs> after right. you've dumped all your attacks into my fortress. And he has more text on him even than that, which plays into the same kind of like multicolored pip deck that maybe you're already playing for Fortress Maximus, but it says uh, on on the bot side of Cerebros. Uh, on the yeah, okay. <laughs> on, the, on the bot side of Cerebros, <laughs> uh, he says, when this battles and you flip at least white, orange, black, blue, so all four, you may play an upgrade from your scrap pile onto this. So if you're already playing like the four multicolored deck to try to trigger both sides of the Titan, you maybe can hit this because you have focus two and bold one, tough one. Like it works on both uh, offense and defense, which is very interesting. Um, so it's, it's possible that you could like get attacked, flip all four and put a force field on um, as yep. well as when you attack, if you all four, you put a grenade launcher on or whatever. Uh, yeah. But I mean, he's a six power dude. He's got eight health, so he's not, like, super tanky. He's got one defense. Um, But, like, we were talking about the situation where, you know, if you attack with Fortress and Fortress dies, it's very probable that, like, Cerebros will have a good attack when he comes into play. Yeah, so I I look at... So I I think a couple of things. Like, if we were playing this as a pure aggro build... um, you know, Fort Max with no assist cards, meaning, you know, your first attack, assuming that Fort Max isn't going to stand up on his own, is probably worth, you know, you want to probably go second in this deck would be my guess. That way you can try to get at least a good weapon or a pump on him. But he's probably worth 13 or 14 attack out of the gate. You know, somewhere in that range. And so then when you flip over to Cerebros now, he's probably worth 11-ish out of the gate, right? And if you trigger his ability and something amazing happens, like, good on you, that's great. Like, you get super-powered blowout turn, right? But, um, you know, I I think these are two relatively big attackers that uh, you can control the tempo of the game pretty substantially. But, I, you know, again, I'm not sure how to build this deck quite yet. I I think that's what we keep keep coming back to. It's interesting just to think about, like, how it works. Because then... Like, let's say you kill a fortress in three attacks. I make a Cerebros attack. You kill one of your guys. Your fourth attacker attacks and kills my Cerebros. Now I have a 4-4. Four, four. <laughs> like, right. who yeah. maybe yeah. does something? I don't know. It, it's it gets We go down this rabbit hole where it gets really weird. But uh, the final piece is Emissary. He's a 4-4-0 four, four, in bot mode. With focus this time two. he actually has a bot mode. Uh, and he has yep, focus too, right. which is, <laughs> you know, the same ability that he gives. And and all three all three parts of him are ranged, so we know that that helps enable things like the range pa- range package that we've used to success in competitive environments, uh, which maybe the range package combined with a little bit of orange, you know, mixed in or whatever is enough to get there. But we'll see. I don't I don't know. I mean, I again, this is where I start talking about how much I wanted to start printing some proxies off just to try because things are interesting. And I know we don't have the full set, and certainly the full set is going to probably expose significant more opportunity for these, you know, Titan Masters, the Headmasters, 
whatever you want to call them. I, I know they're calling them type masters. I think the lore is, is convoluted a little bit there just from listening to other folks talk about it. But, um, you know, so who knows? Who knows? Maybe we'll have some sort of really strange, like, you know, pull a head out of the KO pile and put it on this guy, you know, so, so you can kind of cheat the stars or whatever. I don't know yet. If you had to ask me who the best character in the set's going to be right now, I'm going to say it's Optimus Prime because he's been like the best character in every set. But uh, like <laughs> here to hear first, uh, folks. Yeah, <laughs> uh, hot takes 2020. But like, I don't know how no, you fight a dude true. that has like, he's got like cannons for knees. He's got like cannons for fingers. Yeah. Like the dude's just awesome. I don't know. But, right. Yeah. It, it's really, it's really sweet. So I'm super excited to, uh, to see him. Like when we talked about when we talked about Trypticon, I was just going through the motions. I was just phoning it in. I'm like, whatever. Trypticon, he's a dinosaur. He looks cool, whatever. But he sucks. Like, let's be real. Yeah, and, he does. Uh but I'm actually excited about this card. Like, I just I think he looks awesome. I think he might actually be awesome. I don't know. But anyway. <laughs> no, I, I I completely agree. I I, I think he might be. I, I think He's a puzzle, right? Yeah. So when we talk about puzzles, we're not exactly sure how to solve the puzzle until we start playing with him and identify the weaknesses. And then once we've seen the weaknesses, then we can make a legitimate assessment of whether or not we possess enough battle cards in the five sets to make him somewhat viable. And and we may not. But for right now, He's pretty exciting. And so I'm glad that they spoiled him. I'm glad that they shared him with us because it's super cool. Okay. So let's let's talk about the other Titan Masters and bodies uh, before we talk about any of the other bots. There aren't very many other bots that have been spoiled, but... So let's let's talk uh, let's talk about the heads first because I think once we talk about the heads because it makes it a lot easier for us to then and they're so simple. <laughs> yep, yeah, we can get through them pretty quickly. Uh, we don't have to spend a lot of time on them, but we can. It helps us when we start talking about the bodies because then you have a good reference point for the heads, right? So on our list here uh, of the ones that have been spoiled, obviously emissary is the focus two one we talked about already. He's four stars, four four. Um, there is. Flame out, and and none of these guys can be played by themselves. Uh, all these all these Titan Masters have to be ahead on somebody, so you can't go like seventeen Correct. wide or whatever. Um, but <laughs> it would be funny though. Just got a bunch of flying heads. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> Flame out is a uh, three star two two one with bold two, and he gives the body bold two. Pretty simple. Mm-hmm. And he's melee. And he's melee. Yeah. Um, he's he's little. He's I don't know. <laughs> he gives bold two. Bold two is a fine ability. Yeah, the bold two is a fine ability. I want to comment on this. It's three stars, which is obviously pretty f- affordable. Uh, bold two is is easily worth two damage uh, if you're playing him in an aggressive shell. I think he's probably going to be in an aggressive shell. The only thing that scares me about flame out is that two health, because javelin is so prominent in the meta. That I just don't see how flame out coming out gives you buys you the time you need. It all has to do with like when he gets to attack because he's always going to get to attack once, like right. So my question would really come down to if you were tapped out, your opponent's wider than you, they kill. I, I don't know this answer yet. Just want to be clear. I, I'm not sure we've gotten a clarity point for how the timing on all this works, but. 
I'm assuming that if he if you were to attack into the the body that has Flame Out as the head, that when Flame Out comes onto the battlefield untapped, that you would now get a turn. Yeah. I don't think your opponent would get to continue to just attack. I, I believe that's how that works. I'm I'm gonna preface that. Right. It wouldn't make sense otherwise. They'd just be really bad then. Right. So I think that's one way to kind of stop the wider than you, but my fear is is that if Flame Out comes on the field as a 2-2-1 and you have nothing else left at that stage and all you have left is Flame Out against two of your opponent's bots, Flame Out's not going to get you there. It, the game is a foredrawn conclusion at that point. Again, we, we really don't know like exactly how the board state's going to look when, when these guys die and when they come back. Like, like what if you had like, like General Optimus Wave 3 and one of these bodies with a flame out on it so you like attack with your cup body with flame out on it they kill your cup and then next turn you get to attack with your flame out and you get to keep another attack off of your optimus right like so it it makes you like a little wider if if they die i mean those, those are kind of scenarios that i can think of in my brain but i really need to play a game just to see how it actually works yeah i, I agree but but just to preface that so that the two health scares me a little bit Right. They value the bold two and the small body at three stars. Uh, the next one is a four star. It's Flintlock. Um, he gives tough three. He has tough three. He's a four, four. So he's another star, but he's twice as big and he has tough three instead of bold two. And, and, and he's also melee just so we're staying on, on point here. Um, but tough three is no joke, right? We know tough three is no joke. Yeah. It's a fine ability. He he's one of the more expensive ones because four is where they max out at, but it's a good ability and uh, he's a bigger body. Uh, the next one is Grax. I, I don't Grax. really know any of these characters either, so I'm just reading their names. Uh, Grax, he gives plus five health, which is interesting. It's like probably not as much effective health as tough three um, unless like they literally have all pierce. Uh, he's a four five and he's three stars. So they, they actually gave him a bigger body than Flintlock, uh, for less stars. Yeah. So they clear, they clearly value the tough ability more so than, than, and right. And the tough ability should save more than five damage over the course of the game. Uh, obviously. So, um, but again, he's, he's fine. I, the next one, I don't is it is it Monzo or Monxo? <laughs> I don't know how you pronounce it. I no clue, man. I don't know. I'm not familiar with this bot. So somebody can send us a tweet with uh, how to pronounce it. Yeah, tell me how to say it right. For now, I will call it Monzo. Also a melee. Yeah, they've all been melee. Uh, this one gives plus one attack, which I think is like pretty cool because he's two stars. So this one's real cheap. He's a three two zero. Um. So, like, the body that he leaves behind is really crappy, but... Suffers from the same two health problem. But not bad. Not bad for two stars. I, I can live with a two health for two stars. I feel like if I get blown out in that case, I didn't make that big of an investment. Um, the next one is Omnius, who has just a sweet name. Uh, he gives Pierce four. Uh, also a melee. Yes. He's a two three zero for three stars. He gives Pierce four. He has Pierce four. This bot is cool. I... I, agree. I think that Pierce 4 on the body 
is like a low impact ability, but like having like the tiny Pierce guy is very good. Um, I think I think the Pierce four like I, I can see a lot of scenarios where the Pierce four. Yeah, I guess it depends on the body. Is really solid. Yeah, I think I think if the body has got uh, you know a four attack. And I can make it four Pierce four. I mean, like I've played Trigger Happy a couple of times. We talked about it on the last episode, even with the Slipstream deck. But like that, he's two Pierce four, and he was pretty powerful in most scenarios. So I'm thinking that like this guy at three stars. Right. If your deck has like no offensive potential, it's like very controlling. Then this guy is probably really good. Yeah, I, I think that's where you'd have to think about it is whether or not that you can maximize the Pierce with like, okay, I, well, first off, I mean, le- like if you. I, we can't put them on trigger happy, but if we get a trigger happy style body, that's like a two pierce two or a two pierce four and you add him in, you know, you're going to, you're going to be able to throw something like an energon ax or any kind of weapon onto that person. And whatever the at, like base stat attack is, is now piercing yeah. completely. And we know that can be very powerful. So I'm, I'm curious. This is, this is a head that has me intrigued. The Pierce head has me intrigued. So the last one uh, is the only one that's not melee that we've said is a specialist. He's a two one one for two stars and he gets focus one. He has focus one. And like we talked about focus is a powerful ability. He's really, really cheap. Um, He gets just killed by everything. Like, he gets hovercrafted. Yeah, he gets yeah. whatever. Like, <laughs> like it's poor guy. It's like, but you, you sneeze yeah. And he's dead. So <laughs> in a situation that I had cooked up earlier, where you have like, like general wave three optimus plus your body and head, like it's going to be difficult in most situations for the the Autobot Tesla to actually like block for the Optimus kind of after your body's dead. Um, Unless they literally have no direct damage, but like like this dude right. just dies to hovercraft, and that seems really bad. I don't know, but if you if you ever there's, get to there's, block there's an attack with a million him, you're ways crushing your opponent, though. <laughs> you <laughs> really true. are. Like I mean, like, you're, 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 yeah, you're like right. You just, I mean, if I can throw him out and just soak an attack, yeah. if this dude that guy's insane. The, the text on this guy was like, "Sacrifice me to tap one of your opponent's dudes." He would be nuts. But there's That's just right. like like it just says that maybe like. <laughs> so yeah, I, exactly i think he's cool he this is the one that i think is like the most powerful because focus is such a good ability and he's so cheap uh but he's like like risky you know i don't know yeah it's definitely a risk versus reward sort of play whether or not that the the risk is the like the threshold of risk is low enough uh, is it remains to be seen. We just don't have any games in to know that right now. But certainly will be a card that I think we're both going to attempt to use on bodies with some effect at some point. I, I mean, to me, the, the the of the heads that exist out here that we have so far, uh, the tough three head to me seems really intriguing in a in a pure control shell. Uh, whether or not it's worth four stars is I don't know yet. I mean, I really like emissary a lot. Uh, Do you? Yeah, okay. Because because he doesn't yeah. die to the burn spells because he got four health and he gives focus too. Like I think that's really good. Um, yeah, that that's probably true too. Like, for the four, like stars. The four I, health I is a big is a number because too. like none of the burn spells kill him, and he doesn't die to the combo of marksmanship plus hovercraft. Um, so like the the difference between three that's and true. four is a lot, but it's a lot. I agree. I would agree with that. So. So let's talk a little bit about. Um, well, there's there's one more head. Yep. 
Well, there's two technically because we've got convex and arcana. Yeah, sorry. There's there's two more promo heads. So arcana is another melee. Uh, she is a four two two. I think it's a girl. I don't know. I, I I think you're right, but I could be wrong. It is a four two two, and it gives plus two defense. It's four stars. Um, this is a head I also think is good. Uh, just like the flat defense is good. Seems really good. Yeah, I mean, I think anytime for sure. I mean, anytime you can put a plus two defense on something, uh, especially in orange shells, you know that that makes a big difference in terms of damage taken. Like there, there are some bodies that already have two defense, so like four defense is a lot. Correct. And whether or not you play that in a blue shell or an orange shell, you know, just kind of depends on the overall health of the body. But I think, um, I think it's interesting. I think I agree that this is an interesting head. I, it, I don't know whether or not plus two defense for four stars. When you start weighing out, like, would you rather spend the four stars on this or four stars on a night flight next to your tailwind? Right. That's what you start. Well, just like. Yeah, it just like depends on like like what your body is looking like. Like look at like I don't know, a uh, cup or whatever. So for 11 stars right. you get like 10 health for defense guy and uh, this right. can take a and long time one. to kill him. Right. But anyway, I, I think she's pretty good. She's like a lot of stars like you said, especially when she gets marksmanship to death. Um Yeah. That's ex- I mean when she dies, yeah, the marksmanship just Wrecks your day. But she has so. a four power, which is like the upper end of these heads. The The last head is part of the Energy Invitational Championship promo. Uh, thanks, Dan. Um, and it's Convex. He's the only ranged one they've previewed so far. Obviously, like, Dan knows that ranged is good. Uh, so he put it on his card. <laughs> um it's a four four zero, so it has the like magic four number of health and has safeguard three, which is a very interesting ability um, that like never really did anything in the meta in wave four, but like it's still very powerful. I think it's it's something where if safeguard four, yeah, safeguard forces forces decks to have ways to deal damage beyond attacks. Right. Right. What we need is we need a body that has brave and then this guy's the greatest. Insane. Yeah. Cause he's just like has force field for three. Right. Built in. Uh, I mean, that's what we talked about with safeguard when we first saw hot rod and we spoiled hot rod, uh, talked about the spoil of hot rod. Like we we're like, man, this is either going to be just like a blowout ability or it's going to be very little impact. And, and unfortunately the former, uh, the latter tended to be true compared to the former, but I think they know, I think they've learned from watching the competitive meta and safeguard. So I'm wondering if this, what makes this interesting to me is the decoupling component and whether or not your opponent at that moment has enough time or has the card to deal with convex. Right. Cause, cause this bot has the potential to block two attacks for sure, because it has safeguard three and four health, uh, assuming that right. they have exactly. no direct damage. And that's very Correct. cool, right? Like, like one of the big things that made Scrapnel so good, obviously Scrapnel's a little different than this, and he's like breaks the rules of the game, um, is that he's so cheap and he absorbs a bunch of attacks. So like, right, like Convex just like dares them to have it, and if they don't, then they're like, yeah, just like attack me twice, please. Like that's 
Yeah, I, I think that's what makes it really interesting to me. So cool. I, I'm, I'm cool with this ability. I'm excited to see how it works in this form because it's a little bit, it's, it, it doesn't like, it doesn't give you as much time, right? Like the opponent doesn't have as much time to deal with it. Right. And it's, I mean, he's not a bot that like, like he's so cheap and small, like that if you get to the stage of the game where he's good, they, they don't want to have to marksmanship him. Right. Like they, if they have a hovercraft, that's fine. But like, they don't want to have to spend their marksmanships or their, uh, javelins on your, like just crappy little four star guy. Right. Exactly. So, okay, cool. So we've covered all the heads, uh, that we've seen so far. Obviously there are many, many heads to come. As we understand it, there are 46 heads in the set. Uh, we've only talked about the ones that are not promos. We've only talked about six of them. So there's 40 heads remaining. I can't even imagine where the heads are going (laughs) when you talk about 40 heads. That's an enormous amount of heads to talk about here. But, uh, yeah, it'll be cool to see how that all plays out um, in terms of the the Titan Masters and their overall, um, you know, their overall impact on the game. Right. Yeah, they're, I mean, they're cool, right? Like, they, they solve a problem that the Combiners had where the Combiners, like, shoehorned you into, like, this is your team, you can't play anything else. This is, like, the reverse of that where, like, yeah, you have to play a head and a body, but you get to like mix and match and you get to, you know, customize, customize to your heart's content. Cause there'll be 10,000 million combinations of guys. Yeah. I, I can't even, I mean, somebody probably will do the math and figure out how many actual com- like combinations there are. But, um, so let's talk about the bodies. Uh, you know, th- I think that's the next place to lead. And then we can, uh, we can talk about the bots and then we'll get back to, if we have time today, uh, the promo, Dan, the rest of Dan's promo, and then also the organized play promo. So the first body on the list is Brainstorm. Uh, he is a plane and he's ranged on the alt mode. He's a four twelve two four, and his art's amazing. Yeah, he looks sweet. He looks like an F zero car. Like it's just, I know, right? It's not really That's a plane, I'm but. So- it, He's, he's cool looking. Uh, he's a four twelve two for nine stars. Now you gotta take that with a grain of salt because he has to be, you know, eleven stars to thirteen stars because you have to have a head with him. Um, right. So you got this four twelve two. We'll, we'll call him, you know, eleven stars or whatever. For now, I, I have heard, and I think Drew mentioned on one of his interviews with Vector Sigma that there are some one star heads. So we'll see what that what that means. So he may be as low as yeah. ten. Uh, I think I think it's safe to say he'll be as low as. So 10. he's a four twelve two. Stats are okay. Um, if he was just nine, he'd be good. But since you have to play the head, like we don't really know. But when you like five twelve two is better for ten. You know, it, we can't talk about all combinations anyway. When you flip to this mode, look at the top card of your deck. If an upgrade, you may play it. It's pretty pretty so good. This is the opposite of yeah. This is the opposite of Galactic Prime's ability. Like Galactic Prime does this, but with actions, we're now doing it with upgrades. yeah. Anything that gives you free plays, uh, we know is good. Um, so that's a fine ability. Uh, and he's ranged. He's ranged on both sides, um, which obviously is also a benefit. On his bot side, he's a 
512-1. Again, stats are fine. Uh, when this attacks, you flipped at least one upgrade. You may put one of the upgrades you flipped into your hand after the battle. Um, that seems really good, man. Yeah, he seems fine. He One mode, he draws and plays an extra card. The other mode, he, like, draws an extra card. Again, again, it's, like, ish. It doesn't. It's not for sure, but... Sure. But, but I mean, we can pair this with... Um... You know, we can pair this with a fairly aggressive 10-star, another 10-star bot. Yeah, and, and right? any like, of the cards like um, Secret Dealings or Incoming Transmission, like Turn This Guy On, He's he seems right. pretty good to me. He He's a card advantage machine, and his stats are okay. Heck, you can turn him on with Mining Pick. Sure. I mean, any, any of those cards like that make him good. Like, I mean, he's... Like you said... Both of his sides are very similar to General Optimus. Like, obviously, he's not Mm -hmm. insane like General Optimus is, but, like, both the abilities function in a similar way, uh, and we know that they're good. So, he's just, like, he's probably a bomb in limited, and he he could be constructive playable. I definitely think he's be be a bomb in limited. I, I can't even imagine how effective he'll be in limited, but we'll see. Yeah, he just he doesn't quite make like the six attack number I think you want for that size of a guy. But maybe if you just play like the one attack head, he does. I don't know. He's he seems pretty good to me. Yeah, I, I agree, and and I think just the consistency of the upgrades uh, that you can get onto him. I mean that that seems like a pretty solid out. But um, um, so should we move on to Bludgeon just because we're already approaching uh, late into the show and we've got a lot to cover still? No, let's talk about the the bodies. Bludgeon, Bludgeon isn't a body, is he? No, he's a he's just a regular bot. Cup is the next one. Cup has a bunch of keywords. He's a truck, a wrecker, a leader, and ranged. <laughs> um, don't know a lot about the the wreckers yet, but they seem to, you know, th- they were kind of a fan favorite team. Mm-hmm. Um, but hopefully there'll be a lot of support for them in this set. Well, he I is, was doing some searching on on Fortress Fort Max the other day, FortressMaximus.io. If you if you don't go out there, you should check it out for sure. We're using Combatron Labs today. He's also got an excellent site for this. But uh, there are almost all of the things we've seen spoiled so far. There's four records already spoiled, so there's going to be lots of record support. Right. I yeah. I hope that there's there's lots of cool stuff because Cup himself has record text. Um. Like beyond just being a wrecker himself, uh, so he's a three ten two four seven. So again, roughly like nine or ten if you include the head. So his his attack is small, but he uh, he says when one of your wreckers takes one or more damage during your turn, it gets that much plus attack until end of turn. So potentially he can attack for a lot if he. I'm if just going to start damage photon to him. and bombing and everything I do. Yeah, I know. I know that's like your favorite thing now. <laughs> well, but <laughs> I'm just kidding. But it's still kind of funny, right? Like, right. Like, it's, on, this, is- this is a neat ability, right? We'll talk about this in a later episode. I'm sure we talk about battle cards, but there's at least one battle card printed that got spoiled that does it does a damage, and then the controller draws two cards. So if they have like trade damage for stuff type cards, like maybe this is a good ability. He's also tough one, so he's like kind of tanky. Um, he just has a small attack set. On the other side, he is wrecker range leader. 
um, 4, 10, 2. And when you flip to this mode, you may scrap a blue card from your hand if you do scrap an enemy upgrade. That seems so good, man. It's a good, it's a good ability. And it's interesting because it's the reverse of how the cards are normally printed, where the when you flip to this mode is on the bot side and not the alt side. Um, Body side and the like side, static, the static buff is on the, the alt side. Um, See, I think that's where, I mean, this is pretty standard for trucks, right? In the truck designs, uh, the alt modes, because of four-wheel drive and, you know, a head-on collision, like you can get the alt mode on trucks up pretty quickly. And that's a blue pip, right? So, like, it's on color for another truck. Yeah, I I like this guy a lot. I, I personally, and maybe this is going to, like, cost us a bunch of viewers, but I personally do not like the character cup. <laughs> like just like like (laughs) just from whenever i'm I'm totally editing that out man (laughs) when i was little like and i watched the movie like i'm like who the hell is this guy like i like i just like i I like this this, i I hate this old man so don't leave us (laughs) (laughs) so he is grumpy i know he's like the internet meme or whatever he's never been my favorite but i like this card this is a I kind of wish he wasn't a rare. He feels like the kind of card that I would want to have like as uncommon for limited or something. But uh, I have a feeling he's, he's cool, better than right? what, we, what you're, and you're giving him credit for right now, which is why he's a rare. Being an Autobot that's... leader is a really big deal because of obviously because of Matrix and he's ranged. So he he does a lot of things, I guess. I'm I don't know. Maybe I'm undervaluing him, but he, he's. Yeah, I, I think I, he's definitely one that I intend to try very early on. I mean, when I, well, I know you like trucks, cup, I love trucks, man. And bucks. <laughs> yeah, and bucks. <laughs> anyways, anyways, so let's move. Let's move on to Skull before we fall off on this bus. Yeah, the the next one is Skull Smasher, who is not a character that I know, but man, he's awesome looking. <laughs> well, well, he was. So you don't remember? You may not remember him, but from Gen One, he used to be called Skull Cruncher. I actually know this. That's. Sorry, I don't know why I know this, but I had this as a toy. I had the crocodile as a toy uh, when I was a kid. Right, he's sweet. He turns into an alligator. like Right, yeah, yeah. Or a crocodile or something. I don't know which one he is. So He's the swamp warrior. Yeah, he's a, he's a beast. He's the second beast after uh, Ape Face from Wave 5 or Wave 4. He's melee. He's 6-14-1 for 11 stars, but he's going to end up being, you know, like 13 or whatever. So... When we're talking about this guy, you have to like put him in the realm of like Octone. Yeah, I know that that's what makes this hard for this guy. But he's a big guy. He's really big. When he attacks Autobots, he eats them. He's got Pierce three. Right, and that's I think that's the part where I I think this will be to me. I don't know if he's competitively viable, and he's a, another rare as well. But he's definitely a limited bomb for sure. Right, like he's going to have big stats. Uh, he's got a, a relevant av- ability. If you put the Omnius on him, he attacks like General Prime for eight damage every time. <laughs> but right, yeah, right. I, I mean, don't know if a- that's it's that's like probably not better than just Octone attacking him. But it, like he's he's a cool guy. Like I love the the colors in this art piece. He's so sweet looking. So so I want to I want to say one thing about because the 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 Titan Master bodies get a different. Uh, template design uh, so that the head can stick out the top of the card, which I think is cool. But I kind of like this design just in general. I think I like it better than the traditional card frame design. 
just just throwing that out there because we get a lot of kind of wasted space on the traditional card frame design where the you know the across the top uh you get a lot of like the, the blue and the orange purple and orange it's an interesting design choice for sure yeah i think it's i think i like it but anyways i that's it's off topic I, i'm really good at doing that to us but let's talk about his body mode ability and his stats because they're kind of interesting so in bot mode he has five attack 14 health two defense so he loses an attack in favor of a defense um, when an enemy that has fewer stars than this becomes tapped, do one damage to it. When an enemy that has more stars than this becomes tapped, do one damage to it. So I, I do have a question about this card that I'll probably wait, obviously, because Watsy's not going to answer FAQs. But I don't know if the head counts to his total star count for this ability or if it's just the body. I, I don't know. but I don't uh, either. Like, but it, it's it's interesting. Right. This this is a an ability that triggers a lot of the time. Like, he's... He's a weird star number, and you have control over like, like what stars you put him at. Mm-hmm. That like yeah. you could make this happen. Um, I mean, it's 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 just going to happen against aggro because they're going to have more little guys, so it's always going to be turned on. But like when you're playing in the control mirror, you could, assuming that you were playing this guy, you would be able to kind of like force it. Like if you had a sideboard, you'd for sure be able to force it. If you just sideboarded a head out, but. I don't know if that's good. <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. But we will, um, you know, we'll definitely. I'm, I'm going to keep an eye on that because it's it, that ability to me seems pretty pretty good. So so far, all three bodies have had good abilities, which yeah, makes I, them. I intriguing. think they're good. Um, yeah. So let's talk about Twin Twist. Say that three times fast. The uh, nope. <laughs> yeah. So here's another wrecker. Um, yep. And he's a tank. Tank wrecker melee. What kind of tank is a melee? Is this? He's got big drills on him in the picture or whatever, but like... He's got these super huge guns, so I don't know how he ended up not being ranged. Right. Is there is there a tank, like, in tank mode in the game up to this point that's melee? I don't think so. I know that... that I think Demolisher is melee on the bot side. He's a tank and he's melee, which seems like a downgrade to me. Like, obviously, we'd rather him be ranged. But he's a wrecker, so if there's other wrecker cards or you have him with the the cup he can get buffed um when you flip to this mode he gets pierce three eh. i say eh to that he's uh four twelve two for nine stars yeah the four the 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 pierce is fine i mean it's 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 not great he drills them he gives them those drills <laughs> like that's that's how he pierces them so but, <laughs> yes, I can answer correctly that there are no bots existing in the game right now that are tanks that are melee while on tank side. Right, because is... that doesn't make any sense. Because tanks have big giant guns. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're right. Okay. So anyway, so this side, I mean, this is not a rare. The other ones we've talked about are rares up to this point. So we're just talking about kind of like an average guy. He's got four attack, which is meh. Um, he, this guy doesn't seem that good to me. Yeah, I, this this is definitely one of the weaker bodies we've seen so far, in my opinion. It's too hard. You're going to work too hard to try to flip him. So I just don't see that as being um, worth the effort to try to get like uh, to do the armed hovercraft. I'd right. Just rather... so, so this side is the interesting side, right? Is the bot side. Um, he's still a wrecker. Body, body side. Body side. Correcting you again. 
I know. I'm doing it on purpose now. Uh, <laughs> if sure. we did, I, I <laughs> uh, so this is the side that I think is good. He he actually gains a stat point. Uh, he just gets an attack. He doesn't lose any other stats. Um, and this side is still a wrecker, so we can still get the cup buff if you would do the damage to him or whatever. Um, he says, when you flip to this mode, your opponent chooses one of the characters and does one damage to it. If you flip this character at least two times this turn, instead do one damage to each enemy. So if you have like a showing off or an escape route or whatever, you can kind of go off and like hovercraft them. That's a neat ability, right? Like it's, well, I will correct you. I don't, I, I, I don't think escape route will work because I think escape route specifically says bot mode. So, right. I'm assuming that you're using your flip for the turn also. So, right. But, but I'm saying because he's not in bot mode, I don't think you can actually escape route him. That's, that's where the relevancy of body mode versus bot mode comes into play because I think, uh, oh, I see what you're saying. Roll out and escape route. Both of those cards won't work with the, the Titan masters, uh, from, from a perspective of being able to do interesting. I hadn't considered that. Um, so I think one of the things we'll have to keep an eye out is up to this point, the only card we know of that works with this is showing off. And again, going back well, to what I was saying, does the, uh, rapid conversion would work rapid conversion. From, yeah. Rapid conversion would still work from way. Or the, well. the micromaster that does rapid conversion. Yeah, that would work also. But I just, again, I think it's working too hard for armed hovercraft, but I guess it gives you access to armed hovercraft if you're playing melee which is something that you know we we always talk about melee needs kind of its armed hovercraft so maybe you're getting it but it it, it seems like to your point this is the one that i am least excited about uh that we've talked about like he's fine maybe the wrecker support will make him good if there's a bunch of cool wrecker cards but like he just he doesn't excite me right he's Except that he's got big drills on the, the alt side. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He yeah. looks he I looks, mean, cool. looks cool. He looks cool. So let's um, let's talk about Wolfwire. Yeah, Wolfwire. This dude like he's he's got such a sweet name. I'd, First off, can I say before we get into it, his ability I think is really good. Like I think it's really good. Yeah, I think his abilities are good. Uh He's just a card advantage machine, right? Like, yeah, that's what I mean. Like when we talk about card, like when you talk about de- bots in the meta today that are good are card advantage machines, right? Galactic Prime, card advantage machine, right? Springer, so card advantage machine. Yeah, so Springer is the card that I would use as the closest comparison because he's he's nine stars um, plus a head. He's going to come in, you know, eleven to thirteen or whatever, uh, and so you're going to end up close to that that. 12-star Springer thing area. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and he's way worse than Springer, right? Like, oh, yeah. Without a doubt. Because Springer is crazy. Like, just insane. And while this guy, like, w- when you flip to this mode, you may scrap a green pip from your hand if you do draw two cards. Like, it's very similar to the Springer ability. And green pips specifically are easy for you to have in hand because of the nature of green pips. So you're you're probably never gonna miss if you want to do this, but on the other side of that, your green pips are like in your deck because you want to play them. So, like you may not want to be discarding them in that fashion, unless I guess maybe you like build build a deck. I I keep thinking about this guy as like, 
you know, alongside airstrike patrol, for example, maybe he's not as good as Springer. Certainly Springer has more health. Um, but I think when you talk about his body side, so let's let's flip over to the body side just a little bit because that side that side's relevant, but the the body side's more relevant. Real quick, the the alt side has five attack, twelve health, two defense. Um, he actually loses a point of stats moving to bot side because uh, he's six twelve zero, so he loses all of his defense. Um, but six power is a big power. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I mean it, it matches Springer, but his, this ability is pretty interesting on this side. Yeah, so when this battles, instead of swapping a card from your hand with one of your your flipped green cards after the battle, you may put one of those green cards in your hand instead. So I, instead of like trading for the green, he just draws you the green, and it works on both attack and defense. Uh, so he has the potential to draw you several cards, and, and that's very good. It, he draws them he, for you slowly, yeah, I, I think he's actually – so I think you have to change the play pattern. Like if you were playing him instead of Springer in like an Airstrike Patrol aggro, I think the pattern changes to a point where he's going to be the first bot to die. Um, but that's okay because in the process of doing that, he's probably going to net you somewhere around four to six cards. I mean it's – Well, he's never going to get attacked more than once if you're wide. Like – Well – Like in one turn, I mean. Like – Sure, but I, I mean, what I'm saying is, is like traditionally in the airstrike patrol aggro deck with Springer, you open up with like Visper or one of the little guys. I don't remember which one because I always get the two, the the wave three ones mixed up. But um, you open up with the little guy. That guy gets kind of you know skull crushed by somebody, and then uh, the next pl- attack is usually Night Flight, and then it was Springer, right? Because you wanted to give Springer the time to set you up. But in this particular right, you attack sequence, with Springer last, yeah. Right. Well, no, you don't no, you attack with Tailwind last because you don't want to lose Tailwind. He's super important to maintain because otherwise the deck loses a lot of power in, in most matchups. I I think the mistake a lot of people do is open up or they give Tailwind third in that deck, and then Tailwind gets killed and your other two guys are turned off and are worthless. So it, what what I've traditionally found the best way to play with Springer Airstrike Patrol Aggro is to offer Springer as the third attack in your four wide and Tailwind is the last attack. But the, the only time that that matters is if they are also four wide, right? Like, cause they're just not going to have an attack on night flight if you're wider than them anyway. Well, so sure. But what I'm saying in this case is you actually, I mean, you kind of get the same kind of card advantage as Springer with Wolf Wire because you can actually offer up Wolf Wire sooner. It depends on the matchup. I guess is what I'm saying. It, it, it is going to be matchup dependent, but at, I mean, this dude is never going to be as good as Springer because Springer is busted, right? Like he's just sure. unfair, but this card, like, like Wolfwire is cool. He's good. He, uh, and he is a good card advantage engine. He just, he lacks the thing that like the really good cards have where he, on top of drawing you cards, you play extra cards. But, but I think, I think for the star investment, you can actually, I mean, in theory, no, we haven't seen the one-star heads yet, but if the one-star heads do exist, uh, he, he's one point cheaper than Springer, and I think he can net you the, about the same value as Springer uh, overall. In terms of, like, across a wide sum of games, you're going to end up with about the same amount of card draw in, in an aggro deck. I, I, agree that, I agree that he's probably about as good, though. I mean, maybe not. I don't know. His, he's close to Springer if Springer didn't have a bot mode. Because Springer also has bot mode, he's just, like, 
not even the same. Sure. Like I, I, I don't disagree with that. But but, but yeah, I, I like this guy because um, I like to draw cards and his stat block seems fine. Uh, and he looks cool. Like, like he's another beast, like the crocodile, because he's a big wolf. <laughs> and he's just like, he's just sweet so looking. I think- I think we'll, um, you know, we're, we're, we're getting really dangerously close on, on time here. So one of the things that I think we'll do is we'll talk about Dan Arnold's uh, Titan Master. Um, and then we will talk about the a couple of bots. And then we'll leave the Sky Shadow for the next. Because that one requires also probably talking about stratagems and uh, going from there. So, so let's talk about Perceptor. So when we went to the EI... Uh, you know, you and I spent a lot of time talking because we were traveling together and just hanging out and spending the weekend in Philly. And I told you that if I won the EI, the card that I would make is Perceptor because I love Perceptor. Yep. You did and, tell me that. And it turns out that I was only half right because I got the card right, but I did not get the winner right. So thank you, Dan Arnold, for making Perceptor and making him good because I just love him so much. He's one of my very favorites. You know, the the movie has a very special place in my heart as the thing that I remember most from Transformers of my childhood. Like, I watched all of Gen 1, but the movie specifically is, like, what I watched all the time. And, uh, like, Autobot City would just have been lost without Perceptor because, like, the true microscope that he is, he saw them coming. That was, like... <laughs> They would not have known. He like zooms. He like zooms in on the spaceship, and he's like, "Did you work? I, I gotta ask. Did you work on that all week before we recorded this, just so <laughs> you could say that?" I'm, I have a feeling that was the most rehearsed line we've ever done on this show. No, I, it, I've rehearsed it in my life. Like I just <laughs> like before we ever played Transformers cards. That's what I've been telling everyone when they told me I was stupid because I like the microscope. I'm like, he saw them coming, man. Like <laughs> he he goes and tells Blaster to like call Optimus because they're out having a vacation or something, and all That's the good so ones awesome. are gone. And the the damaged ship is coming in, and they're like, oh, we gotta get prepared for this damaged ship. And Perceptor's like. Like does like the little like pirate like turn the the looking glass at him. <laughs> He's like, that's not Autobots, that's Megatron. <laughs> and like <laughs> tells Blaster and to call Optimus that. to come home. Hurry, and, hurry. <laughs> like uh it's I just when I was a kid, you know, I watched all of Gen One, but the movie specifically is what I remember the most, just loving mm-hmm. and and just that whole scene just is so ridiculous to me now. But as a kid, I'm like, just love the microscope because he's, I don't know. Perceptor, I love you. Yeah. So, so <laughs> I, if I had one, I wanted to make Perceptor. So it's, it's very dear to my heart that, that Perceptor is the invitational card and that he's really good. And I, yeah. So I'm let's talk so about happy. his stats. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Let's talk about his stats. Let's let's work. Yeah. Do you want to start on the body mode or do you want to start on the alt mode? I'm gonna start on the uh, bot mode. No, I'm gonna start on the alt mode. Uh, so Perceptor is a wrecker and he's a specialist. Um, okay. He has three attack, twelve health, and two defense, and he's eight stars. Obviously, he comes out at ten or eleven or twelve or whatever, depending on the head. Um, and his alt side says when you flip to this mode. Reveal the top four cards of your deck. Your opponent separates them into two piles 
and then you choose a pile to put in your hand and the other pile you put face down under this. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of words. That is a lot of words. Um, this is just another ability that I absolutely love. Yes, um, it's super cool. Yeah, it's so great. So I'm going to delve into magic cards here for a second um, because one of my favorite magic cards and, and just a very good magic card historically is Factor Fiction which is a spell that uh, you reveal the top five and you make two pile or you reveal the top five and your opponent makes two piles and you get to pick one to put in your hand, the other into your discard pile. It's just really good. It's just like a great card draws lots of cards. And like it, because you choose the pile, you get to pick like the best card and it, it's better. It's more interesting than just like, like saying draw two cards. Cause on average, this is going to draw you two cards, right? Like, you're going to mm-hmm. get four cards. They're going to make two piles. And to make sure you draw the least amount of cards, they're going to split it two and two. That's like 90% going to happen. But it also like puts you in this situation where like, like maybe if you draw Energon Axe, you're going to win. So then they have to like split the piles such that it's like three and one with the Energon Axe being the one like, or, you know, you, you just, because you make the choice of which cards you get and you get to see the cards, like you're always going to do better than just draw two cards. No, you're, you're absolutely right. Not, not to mention the other side of perceptor that also makes it better than just draw two cards, but right. Because normally like normally in, in magic that those draw cards would be great. And in these, in this case, um, we're, we're not, um, you know, we're not just getting to draw cards, but the opposite side of this, is actually giving you value. So let's flip over to the body mode so we can explain why. But per- Perceptor is a specialist, which is also relevant here, I think. Right. He's a specialist on the side. On the body side, he's ranged. Um, right. Which is really interesting. I'm not sure we've seen a, a ranged specialist. We right? better be ranged. He can see him from so far away. Well, right. But what I mean is, is I'm not <laughs> sure up to this point we've seen a mixed subtype with ranged and specialist. I know we've seen ranged and melee, but I'm not sure about ranged specialist. I don't know that either, actually. But um, him being ranged, obviously, is very good. It turns on all those cards we always talk about. Um, on this side, he's 3-12-1. So we've lost a stat point. Uh, but he just says this gets plus one attack for each card under him. So it's kind of like, you know, lockdown or kind of like Nemesis or whatever, where he, like, grows slowly. But it's not that slow. Uh, right. Because the cards you put under him, you put under him two at a time. Like, like what's your, gonna, what's your opponent going to do? Like, when you flip four cards and they make a pile of three one. Like, yeah. you get to choose if you want just like plus three attack on your Perceptor or if you want to draw three cards. Like it's, And I think depending on the stage of the game will make a big impact on that decision. I, I love this card in so many ways. This card by itself is just like a mini game, like a microcosm of the game. Right. That like, I just want to play. Like, I don't want to put any cards in my deck. I just want to flip Perceptor all the time. Like, I guess I have to have cards in my deck to, to draw or whatever. But like, it's just such an interesting like little kind of bluffing game you play with your opponent. And we talked about this, right? Because we, we said one of the things that's interesting about Perceptor is that his star costs kind of make him the flagship, but he's not really high enough star value. I guess it depends on the head, but not really high enough star value to be considered kind of the flagship bot. So it might be one of those situations where... Well, yeah. So to preface that statement, what what I was saying was that like right now in the meta... 
we don't really have a deck where the bot that you flip isn't the main guy. We have like, like the Springer deck that we've been talking about, like four wide Springer, where you just flip Springer all the time and it's an aggro deck, or you have like general Optimus or jet fire control decks where again, you just like, you just flip the big one. And that's traditionally, that's kind of how the game has always been like the old, I guess the combiners were different Mm -hmm. because of the nature of combiners. You had to flip them each, but when we had non combiner decks, uh, like even like the origins deck, uh, like Optimus Battlefield Legend deck, you know, you're just flipping Battlefield Legend. Um, so you're always flipping this core, but Perceptor kind of falls in this weird place where unless there's like a six star head, he's not going to be like a 13 or 12 or something that, uh, I mean, I guess he could be 12 if you played a four star head and then he would be in that range almost. But the, the control decks, you know, they're they're moving to this like fourteen and fifteen star guys. So you kind of get in this weird place where like you have to find a partner for him in like the eight or nine star range that doesn't want to flip because you you always want to be flipping perceptor, obviously. Yeah, no, you're you're hundred percent right. So I think it. I think honestly, my first place I'm going to go with him is into one of the patrols. And if, if you're right about the, like, bot mode thing on escape route, it's going to make me so sad just because of Perceptor. <laughs> Perceptor is a card that I want to use extra flips on, like, and I just don't know that, like, if, if it turns out that that is, like, you can't escape route him or whatever, it just sucks. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm pretty certain that uh, escape route, and I'll, I'll look at escape route right, real quick here just to make sure that I'm not out of place, but I'm pretty sure escape route actually says... Flip one of your characters from bot mode to alt mode. And Drew actually said on the Vector Sigma cast that body mode is not bot mode. So I'm pretty sure that escape route and rollout are not going to affect Perceptor. But I just I think we're going to get some some love on extra flipping actions for bodies. Yeah, and also specific this this is kind of interesting. Um specifically, I'm this is just a guess. Do not take my word for this. This is just like, I hope that there is a like rollout for wreckers because both this guy. Yeah, that'd be awesome. And uh, what was his name? The one that I don't like very much. Twin twist. Twin twist. Like want to flip a bunch of times and they're both wreckers. Like, and if you have a perceptor, like, like imagine if your team was wreckers, you have a perceptor and a twin twist or whatever, like who you're going to flip. Let's be real. Unless they're, unless their whole team is like one toughness dudes. <laughs> like one health dudes are you really gonna flip your twin twist over the perceptor so i hope that uh i hope that there's a wrecker flip yeah no i i completely agree so all right we've got two bots to cover i know this has been a doozy of an episode hang with us people we're almost to the end uh we will definitely be talking about perceptor more in the future i can almost guarantee that i promise to talk about perceptor at any time anybody can message me on facebook or social media or whatever and i will just talk about perceptor I'm so excited about this. Be careful what you ask for there, but <laughs> specifically Dan Arnold, please just like call me on the phone so I can gush about it some more. 
Yeah, you have such a man crush on Dan. It's so funny. Uh, I know. Right, so I wish, uh, I wish he. I wish he reciprocated someday. <laughs> you're holding out hope. Yeah. <laughs> right. He, he has a wife and two Dan kids. Arnold. I'm pretty sure that we couldn't end up together. Like, just... <laughs> oh boy, this has uh, gone uh, another direction altogether. Um, I'm not going to be your connection maker on that one. You're on your own. But uh, let's uh, let's go jealous. to a bludgeon. Not really. We're good. All right. So let's I talk love, about bludgeon. I love Dan, but not in that sort of capacity. Oh, you just jealous <laughs> that I don't love you. That's the... Oh, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't love you like that. I you're love right. you, but... I, I cry in the corner yeah, every night over just this. Just think so. about it. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about bludgeon. So, let's, yeah, we were not to talk about so Let's talk about a tank that's actually a tank. This tank is a tank, and he has a gun, and he's ranged. So unlike stupid twin twist, uh, he's ranged. Uh, he's a 413.3 for 11 stars. Uh, like traditionally, like the tanks have been, they have the big defense. Um, he has Pierce one and tough one. So he's a, yeah, this is a fun. tanky, tanky tank. He's common. I think he's going to be a good limited bot. Yeah. seems cool. His, uh, his bot mode. This is a real bot mode is melee. Uh, cause he's, he's like a sweet samurai sword guy. I specifically remember this guy. Because of his skull face, like I just loved him when I was a kid because he had the skull face and the sword. Like he's just like on a shirt they sell at Hot Topic. It's exactly like yeah. he's like the edgy one, but he's <laughs> <laughs> he's pretty sweet. Uh, so he is six power thirteen one. So he moves to a very aggressive bot on the melee side. Um, when he takes non attack damage, or when an enemy takes non attack damage, I apologize. It gets minus one defense until end of turn it's a very cool ability because he's ranged on the other side um right like presumably like if you're playing some kind of tanks or like essentially just any other range guys with him and you're playing the range package uh it does a lot of damage right like you flip this guy and then you like marksmanship them assuming you have another range guy obviously um well i mean we know how powerful like 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 it potentially makes your marksmanship of a four damage marksmanship, right? Like assuming yeah, they have I mean, defense to, to subtract. Right. So, it, I mean, we all know how powerful press the advantage was and right. What made press the advantage. So, so powerful beyond the green pip, like obviously that's the obvious there, but press the advantage as a card, giving plus two attack to a bot and then minus two to a Decepticon. Like this is half of that ability, not quite as strong, obviously, but uh, it's half of this ability that doesn't care about what the other bots is whether it's Autobot, Decepticon, Mercenary, it doesn't matter. It, it's going to give you a minus one, and you're going to be playing cards and tanks decks that are like to your point that are just going to 100% enable this ability to be turned on with a fair amount of consistency. Specifically, I I don't think this guy is super good just because he's 11 stars and he's he's a common or whatever. So like like it's just that ability and having six power is like like this dude has to be very very good and limited. And yeah, I agree. This guy's going to be uh, a, bomb, a common bomb. In he's just, he's just like, it's a very cool ability and it's, it would be better if he was like a nine star dude with less stats. Um, or like, I mean, obviously the, the cheaper he gets, the better that ability is, but, uh, he's just cool, right? Like he's just, he's, he looks cool. He's got a cool ability, even though his tank side is kind of boring. Like his bot side is very cool. And I think when you start talking about tanks in general, we keep trying to always pair Megatron into tanks decks because, you know, I mean, of course you want to play Megatron in tanks, but the, the, the reality of it is, is that 
he might open up a different white lineup of tanks that Megatron keeps shut down because of Megatron's prohibitive star cost. So we'll see. I, I, I mean, I'm going to explore the archetype. Right. You can't play this guy with Megatron, but like, right. you're right. He, if there's like a tank deck that doesn't want a Megatron, maybe it wants this guy. I don't know. It, like, like him and impactor seem really fun together. Uh, those are both tanks. Um, you know, combine that with, uh, a couple of other smaller tanks and you might be somewhere. The thing that you should think about for tanks is like, like if we're not talking about Megatron, then you just need to know if he's good with hunker down or if he's hunker good down with and uh, composite armor, composite armor. Right. Right. Um, yeah. Those are, those are the two cards that I, to me are most interesting with him. And he's fine. You know, he, those two cards specifically for, for bludgeon are kind of the same as they are for every other tank. They don't do anything special, but they're good cards. Um, I don't know. I, I just think this guy's cool. This is the kind of bot that I want for limited just to like be like not constructed playable, but like have a cool ability and um, he can be like the core of your team in a sealed deck or whatever. Yeah, I agree. I, I think he's he's going to be fun to, to see develop in a limited format. So let's move on to Wingspan. This is a card that I, I just think is super cool. Um, he's eight stars, another beast because he's like a bird thing. He's a specialist. He's 3-11-2. Uh, this is the all mode. When you flip to this mode, draw a card. We talk about how like the card advantage stuff is good. It's very simple, but it's it's a fine ability. He also has plus one attack or plus one defense. Sorry, plus one defense for each card under him. He already has two defenses. As soon as you get cards under him, he like he gets real big. He gets real defensive. Um, his bot side then is still a specialist for 11 one. And when an upgrade is scrapped from this, put it under him. So that's interesting. Yeah. It's just gives you a little bit of value out of your, uh, your upgrades that die. Yeah. Like if you walk into an essay or something, cause you've got a, uh, you know, you've got an energon axe on him and right. I think more often than not, the thing that's going to happen to this guy is it's going to like, because he seems like a very defensive bot. Like, his his attack stats are so small that I'm not sure he's good in aggro. But, like, uh, like this this is a bot that's probably not going to see play outside of limited. But in limited, like, if there's, a, like, a reactive armor or something in this set that uh, you want to scrap or just, you know, a bashing shield type thing that happens to you, you get a little value out of it. He's, yep, I agree. He's just like a small guy. Like he sucks compared to, you know, like the airstrike patrol or like the cassettes or whatever. Cause he's eight stars and he only has four power, but he's just, this is like just a good filler bot for limited, you know? And, and maybe there'll be some combo with him that like puts a bunch of cards under him or something. Who knows? Yeah, I, I totally agree with all of that. So I think I think we'll look at wingspan in a, a more limited format. I mean, at some point, I hope we can talk about limited a bit more. We always intend to get to it, and we never seem to. Uh, but I think it's a it's a fun part of the game. That um, yeah, it's definitely my favorite part of the game. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So all right, well, I tell you what, we are. I mean, we've gone over by an immense amount of time on this episode. Uh, I definitely appreciate all of those. So you want me to talk about Perceptor some more then is what you're saying? No, no, we, we can hold off for Perceptor part two at, a, at next week or something. Okay. But, um, next episode, Perceptor only. 
<laughs> so we'll, is, we'll put him under is, the microscope. Oh, I don't know how I feel about that. I can't. Uh, I can't drop this mic. It's attached to my headset. <laughs> that's too bad. Uh, because you really should drop this mic right there. <laughs> um, all right. So we still have Sky Shadow to talk about. We still have Tidal Wave to talk about. Um, and who knows what else they well, will we drop got, on us? Yeah, we'll definitely have more spoilers. But we'll put another episode out. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Yep, we'll keep working on uh, bringing all the spoilers to you. Uh, we might speed up our release schedule through spoiler season because we just get a deluge of spoilers at this time. But uh, this has been episode 10. I can't believe we made it all the way through uh, 10 episodes now. Uh, we thank all of you for listening to us on uh, on whatever podcast yep, feed. We thank you, you Dan Arnold, for making the best card in the game. Yep, yep, for sure. And uh, obviously, if you want to follow us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter, I don't know which one it is. It's follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook. Um, but we have a we have a push, page available. Push all of the buttons that are good for us on all the social medias. Please, please do so. And, uh, you know, obviously, we're working on upgrading the site. Hopefully soon, the single shop will be fully launched. So... You know, if you're looking for Transformers singles, uh, we will eventually be a place for that. But uh, phone, uh, you know, if there's an, anything else that uh, you guys want to hear us talk about, uh, we are happy to do so. We'll be continuing to kind of mess around with some different casual decks. And uh, once we maybe get through spoil, spoiler season, we'll sneak some of that in as well. But thank you so much for listening. This has been episode 10 of The Shuffle Bus. I'm your host, Jesse Bergman. And Neil and I are saying goodnight to everyone. Thanks, guys.